Welcome, everybody, to Lunacy Podcast, sponsored by Welcome Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Permananzi. Zoom casting today on this uh, nice Sunday here in Minnesota. Well, not, uh, it's kind of nice. I mean, we've had rain all week weekend, which we needed, but uh, you know, kind of a rainy, rainy, uh, rainy weekend. Uh, Dave is still in China. Uh, how's the weather in China, Dave? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's been pretty hot here. I guess I, I'd call it humid. You know, I actually finally got outside yesterday. That was an exciting day for me because uh, right. I moved. I moved hotels yet once again, and uh, I'm actually in the hotel that I should be at for kind of the majority of my trip. And uh, so, yeah, outside, moved, got, even got to walk around a little bit to check out. I, I can't really say I got to go sightseeing or anything like that because I'm still uh, – in a kind of a self-quarantining phase but i mean obviously i had to move hotels um and it's not kind of a, a mandated government's uh quarantine so it's a little bit different but uh, yeah anyways humid and hot just a little bit of walking around outside and uh, i was sweating so maybe it was because i was kind of used to sitting in a air-conditioned hotel room for the last three weeks basically yeah definitely yeah well now you're in your third hotel your final hotel until you come back right that's correct. I'll have one more hotel uh, when I'm kind of transitioning to get out of town. One, yep. I got to go back to Shanghai to get a COVID test, and oh, geez. yeah, this and that, a few little details. But basically, I'll, my last two or three nights, I think, I'll be in Shanghai before I fly out. But yeah, All this right. is the hotel I'm going to be here for weeks, uh, four, five, mm-hmm. five weeks, I think, six weeks. Oh, so Jesus, home wow. sweet home for the next there you uh, go. next mm-hmm. long haul. Well. uh, yeah, you're not missing much back here. Well, you are. I mean, you might miss. Yeah, a state, oh no, I am. You might miss a state fair if they have the state fair. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, guys, this weekend because it's been kind of rainy off and on, and I already got my new episode of Ted Lasso in, and uh, I also watched the new uh, episode of Physical, which is on Apple thing. It's kind of that's right, another good one. Um, I started watching because I have HBO Plus. I started or you know whatever it is. I started Apple watching at, no HBO uh, Max. Oh, I'm sorry. Max, yep, yep. I started watching that uh, Boardwalk Empire with uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, I've heard good things about that show. It's uh, uh, didn't it win like a whole bunch of Emmys? I think it did. Now, yeah. Steve Buscemi is a great actor. I love Steve Buscemi. You know, he's always a character actor in different things, but whenever he's in, he's gold, right? Right. I've seen Game of Thrones. Now, Game of Thrones was a, was great. And, but a lot of people gave it shit because there was a lot of male nudity in it. And I'm not talking like butts. I'm talking like uh, the wiener. Uh, I think South yep. Park South Park did a whole thing about it. Um, and so I started watching Boardwalk Empire. And instead of the, the male frontal, we get a ton of female frontal in this Boardwalk Empire. I'm telling you guys, I don't think it can go through an episode that are not showing uh, women's uh, breasts on there. Uh, because a lot of the stuff takes place in flop houses and things of that nature. So I'm like, holy crap. So every time the girls come downstairs, I got to like turn it off and be like, okay, hey, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. I, I guess it is HBO and they can do what they want to do, but I don't think there needs to be as much as they actually have in the show. Uh, it's just, it's, it's way upset. It, way too obsessive it's crazy um yeah i never never would have guessed that i mean i i have hbo max and um i i i'd never watched that show and i hadn't really heard a whole other than it did well i never heard a lot about it anything about it really but 
Now, Dave, uh, funny, this, this movie, this actually has a, or this show actually ha- goes, has a person in it from a, a movie that you love, Rounders. Um, mm. Remember uh, Matt Damon's girlfriend in Rounders? Yes. Yep, she's, in, she's in this movie, and oh, no she, she takes her clothes off in this movie. Or the show. Or in the show. Yeah, she's in the show. Yeah. And she takes her show's clothes off in this damn show. I'm like, for Pete's sakes, everybody's taking their clothes and off. And doesn't that day. doesn't that take place in like Atlantic City? Is that yes. Boardwalk? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Rounders had a uh, took place a couple parts. They went down to Atlantic City for some yeah. gambling binges, I think. So yeah. So uh it's a, it, she is the uh one of the main characters' moms, which she doesn't look like a mom in the show, let me tell mm-hmm. you. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great uh, it's a great series. If anybody's not watched it yet, go ahead and watch it. Steve Buscemi yeah. is gold, so uh, watch it up when you get done with your episode of Ted Lasso for the week. Well, I was gonna say, you know, Apple Apple Plus Apple TV Plus is available here in China. So I have mm-hmm. actually I started and finished since I've been here the first season of Ted Lasso. There you go. Which I mean, I I love. I mean, I love mm-hmm. those spots on NBC Sports Channel mm-hmm. years ago. I think I I saw a timeline. It was like seven eight nine years ago where that where that uh, ted lasso spot first came on i just love i'd watch that commercial over and over just because i loved it so i mean i couldn't wait to jump in the show but here's the only thing i'll say you know with a new episode every week i'm like eh, should i start the season or just wait till they're all out and then just run through it like yeah, I well, did for season yeah. one yeah you could do torn. that i'm torn i mean I'm, you- part of me really wants to watch it now and the other part of me wants to save it for when i can run through it did you uh, get the fletch reference in that episode um no didn't you told us about it though the underhills yeah the underhills y- yes yeah you yes. told me it was off the off the air i i yeah. I, I like the uh the memento mo- reference yeah the mental i call yeah. it mo- it's it's my personal memento reference we yeah, won't go into yes. detail there yeah. yeah we don't want to do that uh anyway yeah. sidetrack sidetrack side track. so uh yeah so uh, some great shows on uh, i'm sure a lot of people watch some Great TV this weekend, Connor. You were uh, you were not in the in town. You were out of town. <clears throat> I was. I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for the weekend, um, oh. visiting my uh, my sister in law and her husband. And uh, we went golfing. We had a big uh, gaming week and uh, just uh, hung out. It was really low key and really really fun. It's always fun to go to to go see those guys down there. So it's uh, uh, but it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I drove probably during that golf game uh better than i have in a long time um i was i <clears throat> i for the first time in forever i'm not that great of a golfer but uh when for the first time in forever right from <clears throat> right from the tee on a par three i got it right on the green so that was wow. that was kind of a cool moment for me nice. um, <clears throat> but yeah it was it was a fun weekend uh we just uh, we hung out and and uh, played games most of the weekend cool all right. Well, glad you're getting into golf. I'll have my, uh, I do a lot of golfing on the weekends. Typically I'm a weekend golfer, I guess, but uh, nice. hardly a scratch golfer, but a weekend golfer. I love the golf. So maybe we'll have to get out one of these times. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love the Minneapolis courses and, uh, play those a lot, even though I find myself getting down to, uh, my old, our old Tony, Tony and I's our old stopping grounds down in Rosemont, but uh, that course is going away, Tony in Rich Valley. So Rich Valley's going Rich away. Valley. What, yeah, they put houses so in there. They they sold now. It's conver- commercial development. So. Oh what? Anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. November, November is it? Is that it's golf course? Is that golf course in uh, Rosemont still there? That one with the old factory in it. What was that one called? No, I think you're thinking Brockway. Brockway, yeah. 
Yeah. That by that closer to the high school, that is long yeah. gone. That, oh, that really? those are uh, now houses. In fact, oh, yeah, they're please. Yeah, all houses. Ooh, wow. houses. Sees what I know. I, I have no you idea. You won't even going. recognize the area if you drove through. Oh, it. I'm sure. I, recently. I have not been down there for a long time. Um, so we're each well, Dave's not yet, but uh, Connor and I have beers. Yep. Uh, Connor, what are you what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking. I'm, I'm. I don't have a. I don't have a new brewery this time, but uh, I have mm. a new beer. Uh, I've got one from Lakeville Brewing Company down uh, down south. Speaking of uh, the Rosemont area down there, Lakeville's kind of close. And I've got the Fun Juice Hazy IPA, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a seven seven percent ABV, and it's kind of smooth for an IPA. Really, it's uh, it's not that hoppy, and it's uh, not that uh, well. It's it says you know it says it's hazy, but I don't taste a lot of citrus in it. Uh, it just kind of tastes like. Um, like a less intense IPA mm-hmm. uh, is the best way to, to describe it. And um, it's, it's good. I would drink it again. Um, if you've never been to Lakeville down there, it's right next to angry inch brewing um, yes. right over there. Been to both. And, They're great. Yep. And uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. I, I like it. It's uh, if I'm ever down in the area again, I'll definitely hit them up for more. Also, uh, right by Alibi uh, Bar and Grill, the uh, big bar and grill that was in the news during the COVID pandemic here in Minnesota because they, they didn't uh, close down or shut down or require masks. So that lady got, uh, she got fined and then she shut her business down. And then side note, boys and girls, she decided that uh, she tried to have one of her friends uh, get a liquor license and own the property, kind of do a back, back way in type of deal. And oh, the city, wow. the city was like absolutely flipping. Not, we're not going to allow that to happen. So uh, I think she moved to like Florida or something like that, which is wow. fine by me. Um, I'm drinking, guys. Uh, it's uh, from Bauhaus Brew Labs. Not a new brewery. We had wow. some before, before, but it's called Before Times. It is their pre-prohibition pilsner. Um, so it is. A, it's a good pilsner. Uh, it's a Bauhaus. It's uh, it's it's good stuff. I I don't. Uh, know what else to say about it i mean there's no really notes or anything or it's not like an ipa or a citrus or whatever it's just your regular pre-prohibition style pilsner um yeah 5.4 percent alcohol stuff i I don't think i have a lot of those pre-prohibition ones i know i think we've had one at dual citizen brewing company before and uh i the one thing i will say about boss is i feel like every month at least every two three four podcasts i feel like i'm if not having one of their beers, I'm always saying I want to get back there. I want to get back there. I want to do a podcast yeah. there because I that is so true. I love that space, especially in the summer. Granted, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of summer left here in, or in Minnesota, but hopefully I can get there. Yeah, because um, kind of, that's not that must not be one of their main. No, it came out of days, of course, but came out of their I think their summer pack or end of summer pack or something of that nature uh, that I picked up a couple weeks ago. So uh, yeah, it's good beer. But, Speaking of beer, though, I will say I had my first beer in over three weeks oh. <laughs> last night. So oh. that Did was you... pretty thrilling. Did knock you out? It, you know, just not, it, not, not, t- not, not so much because it was very, very weak, very weak mm. beer. I think a lot of the beer here is extremely weak, like less than around 3%. Yes. But I mean, I had, I didn't have any time to go shopping or look around, but we ran, literally went into a grocery store and went out just you know as quick as possible just to get a few essentials and of course not that beer is an essential but i saw it and just kind of grabbed one real quick and uh 
yeah, so that was my first beer in over three weeks. So kind of a big deal for me. Hopefully next week I'll be able to get a chance to look around a little bit more too. But yeah, yeah I think just if we're going to talk beer in China just for 30 seconds. I would say you probably have heard of it. Uh, Sing Tao is the, is the, it's like the Budweiser plus over here. I mean, I think yeah. it's like, it's essentially, I think it's essentially got a monopoly on beer sales. I don't know enough to say that, but that, that just from walking through one grocery store, that was my impression. I did see things like Budweiser beer and some other types of beers, but uh, yeah, even, even the beer I picked up, I thought it was kind of a local craft brewery. Um, no, no, it was a oh. subsidiary of I'm pretty sure they don't have craft beer in China. I will do, I will do my best to figure that mm-hmm. out if they have craft beer right. here in the area. But my first impression is no craft beer is not a thing here, but I, mm-hmm. I will find out. I promise you by the end of my trip, I will find wow. that out. All right. Well, happy hunting, Dave, because I don't think you're going to find any. I just don't. <laughs> I, don't I, think, I think you're right. I think to find craft beer in China, you're going to like go on some, in some back alley somewhere. It was like a speakeasy type of place. That would and actually be pretty cool. They're making <laughs> beers in there that they don't serve anywhere else. And they don't even give it to you in bottle. You just have to go in there and drink it. Got a feeling that's the type of places <laughs> in China. That I, have. I really, based on the way things go here, I mean, I, I have a feeling you're absolutely right. But yeah. uh, I don't. Yeah. it's just not a booming business, I don't think. I And mm-hmm. I, I say I don't think because who knows? I have not experienced enough to, to be the expert. But we'll find out. All right. Well, like I said, happy hunting to you. Um, before we get into the game, guys, I want to talk about the Abila situation because a couple days ago, uh, a person on Twitter, and I'll give him a, I'll give him a, a shout out here. It's Minnesota's 11 and it's at soda, uh, soda's 11 on Twitter. And, uh, I do follow him and I see his, uh, his, his rumors and things. And his information is pretty, pretty damn good. I mean, he gets, I would say, 90% of the stuff he's talking about is head on. It's happening, right? A couple of days ago, he had, he had put a, a tweet out there saying that Abila was gone. He was going to get transferred to DC United, uh, free transfer. They're working it out with, uh, uh, was it Boca Juniors is where he came from, right? Am I right, right. about that? Yep. They're working out with Boca Juniors to have his his um, loan What's transfer. Like Boca Juni- Juniors or Tulares? I keep getting that mixed up with... Uh... Uh, Ramon Ramon Abilo is from Boca Juniors. Boca Juniors, okay. yeah, yeah. So they were. Tyrus work- was uh, Fragapane. Gotcha. gotcha. They're working it out with them to get a free transfer over to DC United, whatever. And, so and trans- the, you know what? And he went into a little bit of details, but doesn't that kind of make sense in the way? And when I didn't really even think about it, but because of the way um, MLS contracts are structured and made here, essentially that it's a single ent- entity in the sense mm-hmm. that MLS kind of owns that contract and, yes. they, and that's where all this allocation money comes from is because in, a, in generally speaking it's still complicated of course but yeah so you know mls gives each team a certain amount of allocated money that they can use and then their their um contracts are awarded that that way and that, who knows the dp the whole D, designated player situation that kind of throws another wrench into it but yeah, yeah you can I'm, you can kind of see how that could make sense where mls is just like okay you can move from minnesota to dc that contract yeah. can still be that loan can still be valid because you're in the same entity of mls well the problem arose because he had announced this guy had announced it on twitter um the transfer window came and went and then pretty much guy, other guys on Twitter, you know, Andy Greeters, those guys were saying, nope, it didn't happen. You know, we heard nothing happened, whatever. So 
right away, people started going off on this guy, this uh, Minnesota's 11 guy, and actually the founder of five, uh, 551. I'm not going to name who that is. You guys can look it up. He went off on this guy saying, I'm going to unfollow you. You can't be putting this stuff out there. You're wrong, whatever. He came out and said, look, I, from my people, my sources said that it was going to happen. And, you know, I, I guess I was wrong, whatever. Well, come to find out, it actually did happen. Uh, yesterday it happened. Uh, it just took a little while for things, the paperwork to kind of get through. So this guy has been vindicated uh, online because he was totally correct in what he was saying. Yeah. Well, and, and then to add to the drama, there was other, you know, credible accounts that came out and said, no, it, the move uh, contrary to soda 11's uh, yeah. reporting and others, it is not happening. Yeah. And then of course it did happen. So yeah. It's, it's so, it's and, just... but a couple things here, guys, first and foremost, this guy, he's been right most of the time. Now, these are rumors that he's putting out there from sources that he knows. Okay. You don't have to believe all, but like giving him shit because he was wrong on something is, is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I mean, whether you follow the guy or not, it would almost be like if we posted something on our Twitter account, or if we said something on this podcast that was wrong, which we do Mm -hmm. all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. get fine, get mad at us. But what, you know, we're not, affiliated with a club neither is so oh. 11 uh, yep. we don't know all the details but uh you know yeah just you know it's not like a major media outlet it's not a news no. outlet it's not a it's not the club it's not so i don't know you know well, if you want to get a- mad at somebody for being wrong fine but people are wrong all the time well some of the hate this guy gets and the fact that this this founder of 551 was going off and saying well you're a you know, you can't be posting this stuff on, on media. You're a media member, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I do this on my free time. You know, I just have connections and I, I know things, you know, I mean, whatever, believe them or don't believe them, but don't give him shit because he might be wrong. You know, um, the appeal thing is funny guys, because, you know, we haven't seen him play for a while. Um, Heath came out a couple of weeks ago and said he wasn't going to be even on the trip that we took to the West coast because he didn't fit with our playing style. Right. Um, then we had, of course, before that we had the kidney punch incident. Um, but reading this uh, uh, Minnesota's 11 uh, Twitter account, he said that it, this was a problem. Bila was a problem from the beginning. It started when he was not allowed on the team plane after an unauthorized trip to Miami. Uh so I think those pictures, I think we saw pictures of him in Miami, like having a good time. It was an unauthorized trip that he took to Miami uh, during a week that we had that we probably had games or a week off or whatever it was. Um, and uh, this, this guy puts, he seems like he has simply been on vacation since arriving here. And that's what's caused trouble. Oh. And I, I guess I've kind of seen that from his social media account. You know, I, I've seen a little bit of the, you know, out and about and doing things. But again, um, obviously this guy, Abila did not fit with the culture here. Uh, as talented as he is, he did not fit with what he wanted to do or what, what the team wanted to do. You know, it's definitely not what you would expect either, because especially with uh, the pull that Reynoso had on him to come to Minnesota and saying that Minnesota is great. Adrian Heath is great. And uh, saying that the, the, the culture is great up here. 
so that's very surprising uh, to me to see Abila react in this way. And it's just very, un it's, it's very unprofessional in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because yeah. I mean, first of all, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a, it was a significant loan. I mean, as far as the dollar amount, I mean, millions, millions of dollars, I believe it was a high price transfer. So it wasn't just one of these kind of low risk kind of transfers. I, I think Minnesota United, as as it turns out, surprising to all of us, it seems like it is, I mean, I think we're lucky that we could find that that they could find a partner in the MLS to to take yeah. take on that loan and the, and the financial responsibilities that would go with it. I'm assuming, or most of that. And uh, yeah, I just oh, the one thing that really kind of strikes strikes me, and, and maybe it, it might be completely unrelated, but it seemed, you know, how Abila was kind of the first, you know, of the after you know, of course, Juan Agudelo. Um, he was kind of like one of the first striker, you know, center forward targets that this team had found but it wasn't then long after that it came apparent that they were at least publicly that they were you know targeting adrian anu and so then finally anu gets over here shortly after abila you know where abila hasn't even got his legs under him because he hadn't played in the game in well over a year 90 minutes i should say hadn't even appeared in a game i think in in well over a year when he finally got over here and so He's trying to find his legs, maybe find his fitness. At least that's what we're all thinking. And then before that could even happen, happens, then Adrian Anu comes over here. So, you know, what is he, what is his mindset then? Okay. He comes up, you know, a team in need of a striker. Well, then all of a sudden they sign another, you know, center forward in Anu to, I wonder if any of that played into the ongoing frustration that maybe he had and, and maybe he didn't take it seriously enough well, and just didn't feel valued enough. Well, and David, it could have also been a reactionary thing. Maybe uh, since uh, since um, <clears throat> Abila had come up, he had shown some of the same behavior that that Tony just described, and uh, um, so maybe Anu. I mean, I know Anu had been on our radar for some time, mm -hmm. uh, but it's possible that for a while we may may have stepped back from Anu when we saw Abila come up, and then when Abila came up, he started displaying this behavior, and uh, Anu uh, was now back on the table and yeah. so this could be a long time uh th this could be a long time coming for mm. for abila um uh, yeah it's uh it's just it's it's an, it's unfortunate for sure but i think um i personally think uh going forward this this is going to do more good for minnesota than it than it is bad uh oh, yeah. hasn't really contributed a lot yes he scored a goal here or there uh, I think he scored. I think he. I think he two scored goals, two goals. Yeah. yeah. He had. Remember, he had that. Uh, he, I. I have a hard time remembering his goal in the run of play, but remember, he had a. Uh, he had a uh, penalty kick, and then did not a, a bad penalty kick, we should say, but then was able to score on his own rebound. That was his, I believe, second goal for the club. But. Right. Yeah. The first one was Vancouver. That. Uh, that header against Vancouver. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, it could be a number of things. I don't know. Well, and I, before we get out of the Abila thing, he's, he's gone now. Right? He's, he's in D.C. It's over. But this is one of those things where I'd like to go back to, um, let's say you're working at a company and there's an opening and you go to your boss and say, hey, I got a buddy of mine who's really good at his job, you know, and we should hire this guy. So they go out and hire this guy. And then your buddy just fucks off. You know, how does that make you feel as a, as a friend? You know, how do you think Ray feels about this whole situation? 
I mean, Ray's got to be like, shit, guy, I was giving you an opportunity to come here and exceed, succeed, and you just shit the bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm I mean, all about start with start with how Ray looks because of all this, because yeah. again, Ray was a big reason why he came up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heath was like, Heath could have been like, hey, Ray, I trusted you. What's yeah. what's Abila doing right now? Yeah. And that's what and that's just, what sucks, you know. It, that and it just kind of goes with the whole, you know. This club has had a you know revolving door at the striker position for since its entire existence. To, you know, yeah. to be fair, and it's it's been yeah. hard to now. To be fair, uh, this is the MLS, and that striker position is is not you know it's a tough position to fill. Obviously, there's a lot of teams that have the same problem. Mason Toy. Yeah, I mean, Mason. like, there's teams like who'd we see not too long ago that could, didn't even hardly feel the striker. Was it uh, at the time? Was it Portland or was it Minnesota, Portland? Minnesota United. Yeah. It was a banged up club that we faced the other a few weeks yeah. ago. But yeah, bottom line, it. it, it's yeah. not it's not easy to find that position. But yeah, Minnesota no. United certainly fits that bill and just has not been able to find the answer. So I mean, I wonder if that puts even more a little more pressure on on U to kind of take that you know, just take that role and run with it and stick with it for a while. And he, yeah. and he should, and he should. Uh, and we saw it. Well, let's get into the game guys, because last night's game against Houston Dymo in town here at Allianz field, uh, a new starts up top. As Which he hadn't, he hadn't Which, right for the last, uh, what, two or three matches at yep. least. So it's, he's out like, there. So. Um, he got we, back into the four, two, three, one, I believe. Yep. Which, which is good, but we are still missing uh, Boxel. Boxy is still out. Uh, Fragapane is still out. Um, so, of course, in the center, in the center back position, we get uh, Kalman coming in once again. Um, and then we started uh, Finley on one side and Lude on the other side. So, um, you know, I, we were pretty much in our regular starting lineup yeah. for those two guys yeah. being out and then of course yeah. we got the trap and Dotson in the middle which uh before we go too far in this game uh rumors are now that um this will be Jan Gregus's last year with the club he will not be back next year unless he's going to take a pay cut so um not surprising we, we, at all yeah we I mean we had been you know ruminating on that basically since the season started and is just mainly because of his lack of performance, we were suggest and the, in the signing of trap and the emergence and signing of Dotson, we were just kind of, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall. I think it was actually Soda's 11. That was one of the first that kind of went out there to say it officially, you know, we were just speculating, but it does seem to be the case. So, Um, but the way, the way that Dotson's grown into that um, defensive mid uh, that, that's that's not a bad thing, and and Trap has been nothing short of solid since he's gotten here. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I think they're pretty happy in that that regard right now. And then you know Ozzy Alonso, he's been you know he's kind of had a disappointing year as far as performance on the field, and obviously you know he's getting up there in age, so we probably won't see him along out there too much longer either. Well, but but just we a- should say we should hey if as long as we're before we get we should announce that they they did sign another. Let's, well, let's wait. I, his wait position till, is very fluid. We're going to finish wait, with that. We'll, we'll wait till after the game. We'll talk about gotcha. it after the game. But yeah. all right, then I'll transition quickly back in is, as we continue with the starting lineup. I think one more point that I want to make, I was kind of, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game because I was moving uh, from hotel to hotel here in, in China, but I did notice it's starting lineup and I was happy to see Chase Gasper um, 
back in yeah. the starting lineup at left back only he's because back. you know it just means he's he's uh you know presumably almost all the way back healthy you know yes you know, yep. this is probably not 100 percent, but uh, yeah and hopefully box won't be too far along but it's just hard to say we'll see um so we get this game started guys against houston who's had issues pretty much all year um get me tell me if i'm wrong guys is 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 dq still on this team dar quintero is he still playing for this team or is he not uh, well he, he wasn't on the, he wasn't he wasn't yeah, on, was he wasn't he even was. on the bench i mean is he, no, he like completely he wasn't injured on the 18 uh, i don't know if he's injured but he does still play for the dyn- uh, dynamo okay well that's that much I, I do know so i thought uh the, we we do know this is the dylan wolpers uh, uh uh cup or whatever you want to call derby. it derby yeah, yeah yeah happy birthday dylan wolpers um so we come out of the gates guys and we're like on fire like this is a game we should flip and win this is a game where we should just put the pedal to the metal and just kick the shit out of the houston dynamo because right. this is a oh, team yeah. this is a team that is not good and we are good so it's, we should beat the shit out of them right it's tony. one of, it's one of those things that always makes me a little bit nervous but but yeah you're right tony 100 because i think houston was on a i want to say a double digit uh winless streak i mean i don't think they had won a game in, in i want to say 10 10 matches it it's I think it was like about that. the i think it was about the same as the win uh as the unbeaten streak that uh minnesota had um way back um except yeah. Of yeah. for the one loss of course but yeah so uh, it almost yeah. kind of mirrored and, and you know and almost. so yeah houston houston is in a bad spot they just haven't been able to put things together they you know they've they've scored some goals, but they've given they've given up plenty. And you know, and then again, it's at Allianz Field, which is once again you know starting to turn into a fortress mm-hmm. uh, for this club after after dropping the first two there, they haven't lost since, um, and they've they've put on another a nice streak there at home. So, but yeah, you're right. It's one of those games where you really got to start strong. And Tony, to your point, they did that. Mm-hmm. They did, and uh, it was great. We had Reynoso uh, had a long range shot. Uh, that was saved within the first two minutes. I mean, we were, we we're coming out like Damn. gangbusters here. And then we, I Damn. mean, guys, we get to the 14th minute and uh, Will Trapp hits a rocket, a rocket. What, that was a bullet. The bullet. God, so much force. And the, uh, range. pretty much the, the goalie for Houston, like tries to hold it. He couldn't hold on to it. Well, and, it's right. funny. It, uh, it hit him right in the hands, but I mean, yeah. it was like the pace on that ball was incredible and it, it hit him in the hands. I think bounced up, hit him in the face, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, I and, don't know. I mean, you, even as a, if you were a fan of Houston, it would be hard to criticize the goalkeeper there. I mean, that you'd like to see him maybe catch it into his gut, but yeah, unlikely. Well, guess who's there to pick up the scraps after that little rebound. It's Robin Lud with the goal right away in the 14th flip a minute guys i mean if you watch it yeah he was i mean credit to trap from taking that such a long it was a such a long range shot but then mm-hmm. you look at the you, you just look at the run there and and lude was right there in the middle of the pitch just i mean he he mm-hmm. was just he watched trap shot take that shot now granted he got lucky but he was ready for that and uh, yep. Yep. made it look easy it was good it was a nice little rebound that's what we want robin lude in the right place at the right time right at the once top again the, yep yep i mean the guy is uh, the guy's gold. I mean, he's a four he's on the money. He's four a, goals and four goals and five matches now uh, for he's a, he's a finished guy. Let me tell you. 
Um, yeah, I just want to, I just wanna, you know, what we haven't mentioned in a while is uh, the flashy fin, the flashy fin. There you go. The flashy fin. And yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, who and, you know, I don't have a nickname. Well, Tony, we we had a nickname at least uh, in, in 2019, maybe in 2020. Um, it reminded me of a little Jan Gregus and mm-hmm. what he was, what he did a lot of back in 2019. You the know, sniper, he, the sniper. Yeah. Kind of from a similar position in the field, even mm-hmm. he would take take those long range shots mm-hmm. and uh oh yeah definitely had a little gregus in them there and at least gregus yeah. of old yeah yeah it was great um, to see by trap because trap like i said has been solid uh we haven't seen him take a lot of shots though but mm-hmm. that was uh that was a hell of a shot well and again it's robin lud uh a guy who i'll go back to it uh, a lot of people uh including uh david on our podcast were not happy with robin lud when he first started mm-hmm. um Took a little time to get his feet under him, and now he is—he's a guy that you on this team is—is I—I would—I hate to say it, but if you're talking about MVPs in this team, there's Reynoso, and then there's Robin Lute. I mean, those two guys—the short list. I mean, those are two guys who have made this offense run. So, um, so yeah, we get that shot, and then we keep—I can see them. at this point, the loons are, are are going for blood here. I mean, they're like, okay. You said that on the on the text yeah, chain we have. Tony, they say uh, they we, they smell blood now, and they really blood. did. They they did. Uh, they were attacking, 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 which you mm-hmm. love to see. Yep. Um, and uh, for the next ten minutes, they owned Houston. Mm-hmm. They completely controlled the game. It was so beautiful to watch. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, past then, I thought they started to get a little sloppy. But um, complacent. Yep. Unfortunately, it's 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 the uh, on my text message yesterday, to you guys. I, I like this. I've said this, and I've noticed this from this team this whole year is they score a goal and they're up, and they get complacent. They might yeah. have some attacking for a little bit, but all of a sudden they're like, "Well, we're gonna drop back and kind of you know." Even Adrian Heath mentioned that. Uh, I think at either at halftime or after the game, he mentioned the fact that. The first 25 minutes of this game was fantastic, and then not so much. Yeah, it was complacency. You, you know, I'm really, I was really happy to hear that um, that Adrian Heath said that too, because uh, the complacency isn't just limited to this season. It's gone back to since Minnesota even came into the MLS, mm-hmm. uh, where maybe Minnesota will score in the first five minutes, but then five minutes later. Uh, the other team will come back and, and tie the game up. And uh, you saw it so many times in 2017, 2018. And uh, we were just like, oh, God. So we saw, you know, we would see that goal. And I remember thinking, oh, God, what's uh, what's the other team going to do now? Uh, so I'm really happy to hear Adrian Heath say that. And he's, it looks like, it sounds like he's being kind of proactive about uh, trying to keep the complacency out of the game. Um, yeah. Or at least from that statement he does. So hopefully that spells good things going forward especially against the LA galaxy this weekend. We'll get to that, of course, but um, uh, yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. Well, and another thing we had going for us guys in the first 25 minutes is Houston had two yellow cards within a one minute period. Yeah. Uh, Memo Rodriguez and Sam. Junqua within yeah. one minute, each got a yellow card. So it's like, holy shit, this is perfect. We got two guys in yellow cards right now. Let's just go at them. Let's do it. And then we get to the 25th minute and now Houston is back and they're attacking us. And it's like, no, 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 this, this is, this is not happening. 
how can we let Houston get back in this damn game? And it was ridiculous. Uh, they had at least a couple shots, uh, saves, a couple, they had a post. I mean, yeah. it was, it was bad. I don't know if this was the 30, uh, 31st minute. It was the 31st minute uh, where, where they, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tony. Where they hit the post. Yep. It then hit Tyler Miller's beautiful face and yep. then bounced out. And that could have been bad. I mean, that could have so been. It could have yeah, been a very almost, unfortunate bounce. Uh, yeah, almost an own, own goal then. Yeah, right. That yeah. was, again, and this is the type of shit that should not be happening. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Because the way that they came out and to it now, it's easy to sit here and talk about it after the fact, which is exactly what we're doing. But yeah, if who knows if they if that say own goal had gone in or any one of those other chances that you missed, you know, because it was a lot of near misses. I it's not like Houston was raining down, but yeah, they had periods where they easily could have tied that game up. And you know, yeah. once that happens, the, the whole match, you know, you throw it out the window because you hit the reset button now. You know, Houston ties it up on the road, and and who knows how things could have gone. We've seen, you know, this both this team come back from deficits and give up deficits here in the last two, you know, draws on the road. So yeah, who knows? I mean, how this game goes, and it, so that's that's where it gets frustrating. And you, I guess you wonder, you know, what's this team going to do? Are you going to get frustrated with your your near misses? I, credit to Minnesota United, I don't think they've done that this year. You know, because there has been a lot of frustration in the sense that the goals just aren't dropping like you'd expect them to. But I think in this case, you know, they certainly did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I will say for that uh, attempt, we just talked about Tony um, and uh, in the 31st minute, um, the one part, the one person on that attempt that I will not fault is Tyler Miller, because yeah. that's, because that's a shot uh, that honestly shouldn't have gone off in the first place. We shouldn't be dropping back like that when, uh, um, when Houston are on the attack, we should be trying to close them down and uh, yes, protect our goal, but uh, also try to close them down, uh, especially outside the 18 yard box where that shot came from. Uh, but it, it was really a beautiful shot and it, we did get very lucky that it didn't go in. And uh, Tyler Miller, I don't think would have saved that shot if, even if it had been a little, just a little bit lower. Yeah. So it's right. uh, so again, he did everything he could. Everything they could, but yeah. the face, the face of uh Greenbelt Premium, you can't you can't injure the face. Don't go for the face of Greenbelt Premium, which I am actually have one of those right here yeah. as my next beer tonight. But um so he should he should do like a Peter Check thing where he wears the mask on his face <laughs> he should. during he games. Should. He should well, the hell, no, check wore a helmet. Sorry. We'll, we'll see. Greenbelt might insist on that here shortly. So let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so guys, after this whole flurry by Houston, we actually got out of the first half, uh, up by one. I mean, mm. it was, it was close, but we're still up by yeah. one. Right. And, and uh, to, to, to your, I was, yeah, I was just going to add to that because that's, I, I, I just want to say I was able to watch, I, you know, one of the periods that I was able to watch in the match was the last 15 minutes of the first half. And yes, credit to Houston for, for not just going away in this match, mm -hmm. but Minnesota, you know, credit to them again. It, they there was chances for Minnesota kind of late in that half too as well. Again, they didn't yeah. they didn't they didn't fall, but you know, Minnesota kept attacking. I think it would have looked a lot, lot, a lot better if Minnesota could have sneaked another goal in there and made it two zero at halftime. Everybody would have felt a lot better in the stands on that sideline as well, but uh, not to be. Well, and and like I said, I, I'm sure Keith went into the halftime and said, "Hey, dudes." 
We're only up by one against Houston. Can we score another goal or two? I mean, yeah. we shouldn't be letting them even hang out on our side of the pitch. I mean, we should be able to be on their side. They were, they were, looked like they were playing a five, looked like a five, what was it? A five. Uh, I think it was, four. I think it was a four, two, three, one. I don't think, no, I don't think so. I think they were playing, I think they're playing guys five back, Connor. It looked like they were playing five guys back. I mean, their, their counter was not, you know, they might've had a couple of wing backs in there, but they were totally holding back, which is, all you yeah. can do, which is all you can do when you At have a team point, like maybe. this. Yeah. yeah. But again, Tab Ramos doesn't have a lot to play with in this team. Right. You know, he's got to do something. Um, so we start the second half guys. And again, it's back and forth. We're not really, you know, we're not being aggressive enough. They're being aggressive. We're not. Adrian Anu has another miss, a near miss. He had two shots in this game guys that, if he tweaks his shot just a little bit, he's hitting the upper corner on those shots. I mean, he is, yeah. he is right there. Um, and so do you think, I know we, I know we've been critical of Anu in the past. Um, he, he's had kind of some bad matches. I know Connor, you mentioned that previously in previous games, but uh, I mean, are we, is your impression after watching, you know, the, the entirety of the game is, are you, kind of leaning more towards, okay, near misses, meaning he's that close. He's on it. He's going to, those goals are going to go in like, you know, like the rest of this, the rest of the club has had their issues scoring, but I mean, are you starting well, to feel a little more optimistic? At least he's being involved in the game, getting his shots and touches and the goals will come then as a result. Well, well Tony, you've, uh, you've said it before about uh, like how we've felt about Robin Lud when he first came into the squad and how yep. he needed to get used to the system yep. uh, inside the team and that's how we should feel about Adrian Anu. And slowly but surely, I think that Adrian Anu is proving that point because he has started to play better. The progress has been slow, but he's still making his way up there. So I like the way he's going right now, and I hope he continues on this trend. Um, and uh, hopefully soon we have, an, uh, instead of a false nine by Robin Ludd, we have a real number nine at, uh, at Anu. So uh, that'll, I think that'll be... Uh, if, if that can continue to progress like that, then we should be a very scary team heading into the second half of the season. Yeah. Robin, you know, Robin Lud, uh, when he first came here, had a lot of games where he had some really bad shots. I mean, I remember talking about those shots mm -hmm. and saying, you know, those are bad shots. He's not, he's kind of feeling out the system. He's got a little bit, he's a little bit excited about it, you know, whatever it takes a little bit for these guys to kind of get into a rhythm with their new team. And I think Anu is getting there. Um, I, his shots are, they're on, they, they're there. It's just, he's got to tweak it just a little bit. He may be a little too excited about it. You know, you can tell that he's kind of a little bit worked up about things. He'll get there. Um, maybe by the end of the year, hopefully by the end of the year, playoff time comes, he's, in the zone and, and he can keep going, but he'll, he'll get hot at the right time. He'll get there. He'll right. get there. Yeah. I, um, I love it. Yeah. Tony, Tony, that was, I mean, shout out. That was a great point about Lude because I, yeah, I remember even when, you know, Lude was starting to come into his own and his, his runs were good. His positioning were good. His, you know, cause it was no secret. He was tactically good. He was, he was a great footballer in general, but yeah, I clearly remember some of his shots. He, it just wasn't there, you know, where you, you expected it to go. You expected it to go, and it just wouldn't. But hey, here we are, you know. Yeah. 
Well, and guys, uh, after Anu's uh, miss in the 61st minute, we get another yellow card from Houston Dynamo, uh, Derek Jones, who David Sterling and I were going back and forth saying, I thought David Jones, Derek Jones already had a yellow card. He did not. Uh, we were mistaken about that. But that makes three yellow cards on Houston at the 62nd minute, guys. And that just is itching, itching for us to attack, 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 to get a second yell from one of these guys to get us up, you know, by a player in the final, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but, uh, you know, it was on its way. Um, We had a miss by Ray, tried a a shot, missed it. It was a, it was a fantastic shot. It wasn't even a miss. It was a save. It was um, a save. It was a save. Are you, are you talking? Uh, are you talking about the uh, the fr- off his free kick attempt? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that yeah. was. Uh, that was over the wall. Yeah. Bent that it was over the wall. Came down. The Dynamo's uh, goalie had to extend. I mean, he had to, well, he had to use, he he had to be at one hundred and ten percent on that well, shot save. Let me ab- tell you. Oh, absolutely. And it was a because fantastic I, save. It was because I think the goalkeeper did a lot of things right there. And and even though uh, Reynoso got it up and over the wall to bend it down, and clearly that was right going back of the net if it wasn't for the save. But I think the goalkeeper, credit to him, not only he saw it, I think he saw it off of Reynoso's foot. I think he, somehow he saw it through the wall. His vision was great on that goal. And obviously, because if it wasn't, he wouldn't have saved it because he was moving in the right position right way almost immediately. But yeah, it took an outstretched hand. It, he needed to get enough of that hand on that ball to make the save. So yeah, very, very technical save by the goalkeeper. He was just all around good positioning, good vision and good stretch and save to, to oh, yeah. Rob Reynoso. Yep. And it was, uh, again, great save by the Houston goaltender hats off to him. Um, but after that shot guys, uh, we have another, I think Reynoso had another one that was saved. Then we had Houston came back and was trying to go, go at us again. And then guys, we have the 70, 71st minute. And a, on a corner kick right. from Ray and Brett Coleman gets one into the, in, into the net and uh, puts us up two nil. Let's talk about Brent Coleman a little bit guys, because he has come in for boxy and done a fantastic job in this, in, in, in the, in the back mid there. I mean, he is, he has yeah. done great things and it's cliche to say in sports next man up, but Kalman has been next man up. I mean, this he has done a great job uh, subbing for Boxy in, in the last it's, couple of games here. It's yeah. it's been a it's been a theme, and I we were all kind of hitting the panic button early in this year, especially with regards to the back line. Um, you know, when we were just really at that time, we were terrified about our depth. I mean, Debassi was out at the start of the season, and we were just worried about that other center back position and uh, the wings or the the full back positions as well. But uh, you know, because you know, let's look at the whole, you know, Metonier had been out, DJ Taylor stepped in, next man up, Tony, you were right about that. And, uh, and yeah, same, same thing with Coleman, who has had to play a significant amount here over the last month because of uh, Boxel's departure. But yeah, just cr- all of a sudden, uh, our back line's looking a lot better and the depth is looking better with, with Brent Coleman and DJ Taylor able to kind of step in and play a solid yeah. defensive role for this team. And I think it really all starts out of the mid you know, you know, they were start, they were kind of playing around with their positioning. They had 
Dotson all over the field, you know, to start the season, some of that out of necessity, but now that, uh, that trap and Dotson has been extremely formidable in that defensive mid, I think it kind of starts there, but the, cause you have, if you have better play around you, we talked about this, you know, if your wings are playing better, you know, with the addition of Frank Apane and, you know, Nico Hansen's emergence after injury and Finley's getting more playing time, you're just seeing better play all around. And that of course helps your back line, but yeah, credit where credit's due. I think, it's just been a solid, solid backline effort in the last few games, and it's great to see. Yeah. It's certainly um, come a long way so, from week so yeah. one against uh, Seattle. Oh yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Coleman, and Coleman deserves a goal there for. I think it. Yeah, Tony is. is I think it, you look at his reward for for what he's had to do over the mm-hmm. last month or so, stepping up and, and playing when needed. So yeah, it was great to see it. It you know it, it's it reminded me a lot of uh, Gasper's goal. You know, mm-hmm. Gasper's first goal of the season just uh, the other game and. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, I mean, it was a it was a great individual effort by Coleman. He he made he want he saw the ball come in from Reynoso, you know, 50-50 ball that he got to got a lot of his head on and just kind of angled it into such a way where there was no way the goalkeeper uh, could save that. So credit to Coleman for on that 50-50 winning that battle and then getting enough of his head on it to just put it in an un- unreachable place basically. So that was awesome to see. The yeah, last original, like, uh, the last original Minnesota player, by the way, on on right. the on the squad. That's right, Brent that's Coleman. Right. Yeah, um, and and he said it best. Um, Coleman likes to say that he doesn't uh, doesn't uh, how would I put it? He doesn't think he has the talent to do things, and Heath tells him he has the talent to do things. Um, so what Heath is saying is really that Coleman doesn't think think that he's that good, and Heath keeps telling him you are that good. You know, you are a great MLS player, or a good MLS player. But Kalman, of course, doesn't think that. So it's nice to see a guy like him get a goal and uh, yeah. confidence booster. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Those guys were yeah, the, two- It was a just before we move on. Sorry, Tony. Um, the beautiful uh, corner kick by Reynoso as well to find yeah. uh, Common there. And uh, Reynoso, can, uh, hats off to him as well. He's He's been named to the All-Star game this uh, mm-hmm. year as a as a That's right. And uh, like I said in my uh, text, guys, he was not voted in. He was a coach's pick, which I believe in MLS and and I think all games, all star games, means more than getting yeah. voted in because the votes are all you know popularity contest. I know this guy; he's good. Blah blah blah. When a coach actually picks you to be on their team, that tells you that you are a good or great player. Um, yeah. so hats off to Ray for getting this all-star. It's, it's, it's a well-deserved honor. I mean, I, you know, he's not double digit goals or anything like that, but the, he's, he, he's so crucial this team. He's his, his chances created his assists created or expected assist and actual assists now are his actual assists are climbing up the ranks too in the stat category. So yeah, it's great to see for sure. Uh, so guys, the game pretty much ends there. Uh, two nil. So I mean, two, it's and it, two nil, and, and and again, Houston had their chances, um, but we we held on, and at two nil. The big thing out of this game, guys, not just the win, but our goal differential finally gets back to zero. Yes, it does. I've been zero. waiting for. I've been waiting zero. for. So, I think I bring it up on every pod. I've been waiting for so long. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, it amazing balls. 
it feels like it's just been inching these last few mm-hmm. weeks. Like mm-hmm. just, it's taken yeah. so long to get back to that. And yep. yeah, it's uh it's Minnesota's that's, dream. Yeah. Yep. That's why that uh, that Vancouver match was just soul crushing for just one of the reasons it was uh, not, you know, because, <laughs> you know, there it was, you know, up two one, that was the chance to do it last week, but no, it was just in the last, last minute, it, it was taken away from us. But yeah, I'm looking at it right now and just have been waiting for so long just to see it get yeah. back up there. Cause it, it's been a slow crawl. That's exactly what it was when you're scoring one, maybe two goals game here recently. So. And so with that win, guys, we jump up into the fifth position, Yeah, um, which is great. Uh, Colorado is at 28 points in the fourth position. So that is our next our next big hurdle to jump here, guys, to have well, home playoffs. Hold, hold on. Hold on a sec, though, there. Uh, Colorado does have a couple games in hand, though. They have one game uh, in one hand. Game. One game in hand. Well, one game in hand of us, but two yeah. games in hand of uh, Seattle and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. who are up at the top there. Yeah. And uh, so they could be joining Seattle and Kansas City up at the top, uh, which means that uh, our next hurdle could be the LA Galaxy, who we have next weekend. Yes, that's, you're right, Connor. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I think the fourth fourth place is the next, I mean, is the next hurdle to get to. Oh, definitely. Regardless of who's there, uh, if it's Colorado or LA or whoever's there. Um we know that we're not going to get into probably second or first place. I think Seattle and SKC have those two places locked up unless they totally shit the bed in the last half of the season, which has happened before, mm-hmm. but you know, we're on a, what is it guys? How many games is it now? Uh, so we've played 17, uh, yeah. which means I think we're halfway through the season right now, but how many um, games do we have without a, without a loss? Well, I mean, loss? several. It's it's several. I mean, I mean, help me. Uh, out. So lost. before going before going into the game last uh, last night, I know our, our record was seven one and five. Well, I uh, think in, that, in I the last twelve. But I don't think we've lost a game, guys, since the first that that we had that losing streak to be a season, have we? No, no we, they, we have. We lost, lost to Colorado they, again. Oh, that's right, we lost to Colorado. My bad. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Thanks, My Connor. Bad. Yeah, I knew there was one My in bad. there, but it, it's been a yeah. pretty decent streak throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, other than that, it's been in the last uh, 12, our record was uh, 7 1 and 5. It's now, of course, 8 1 and 5, uh, which is amazing to mm-hmm. come back from uh, our 0 0 and 4 start. You'd never like to hear oh, that. Terrible. Um, yep. Um, but uh, to get back into fifth uh, by the halfway point in the season is, is great. And I, I hope this trend continues because uh, if it does, and especially with the win over, if, if we get a win against uh, the LA Galaxy next week, um, then that is an all-important win if we do win. Huge win. It's a huge win. It gets us, uh, it put us uh, two points uh, away from them in the right. standings, depending on what Colorado does. Right. Um, so we need that. The issue, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of... Let's see. Does um, let's see here. So, fun fact: uh, There. Um, oh, sorry, Tony. Oh, LA has a. Well, LA's goal differential is only one. So yeah, I think we're good. I mean, it was it's not like the goal differential is like seven. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got uh, what Chicharito. You know, Chicharito is pretty there. much a star for them this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've they've had their issues on the defensive side of the ball much more. So in fact, yeah. I mean, just looking at, it, they've given up the most. Almost the most, I should say almost, but because it is, they've given up 27 goals 
that's yeah. uh, second worst in the Western Conference, only to Portland, who's had their issues as well. So right. Yeah. Then you've got to you've got you've got a stigma to this game too because uh, LA is the last Western Conference team that we have never beaten. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this game is at home, right? It is at home. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Next Saturday. Next Saturday at uh, is it? Yes, it is next Saturday at five p.m. Is it a, uh, I will I, be there. Is it a? I think it's a Fox game too. Is it? I believe so. It's um, actually a Fox uh, Nine Plus. Oh yeah, I Fox Nine is that, Plus. Is that the local alternative? Yes. Um, what's that? Is yes. that over the air though? For you guys, it is over. It's over the air. Yes. It is over the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I thought in the re- I saw this just the other day. I think it was it was originally scheduled on Fox, but at least here, and I think it is a national broadcast game. To be fair, yes. Yes. Um, which it, which is great. That's why it's at five p.m. on a Saturday. So it's a nationally broadcast game on Fox, which is awesome. But guess what? Not that it matters, but it really doesn't matter to me. I don't know if it matters to anybody, but the reason it's not going to be broadcast on Fox uh, locally is because there is a Vikings preseason game uh, at the same talk or near the same time. I should say. So we got preseason, but let's not, let's not talk about, about preseason. Let's not like, is Kirk Cousins going to play? Cause he's not I, vaccinated. So I'm not bringing up the Vikings because I am excited to watch a preseason game. I won't be watching it obviously, but uh, I'm just, I just had to say, that's why if you're looking on Fox, Good God. Fox locally, Jeez. I just think it's funny. I mean, let's not cry. Put them on Fox Plus for fuck's sake. We don't, yeah, put we them don't on the Fox cry. Plus. The, the, an MLS midseason game where you have a Mexican uh, star that has played for Man United for Real Madrid is coming to town. Do you, yeah. think that, yeah. you think that would be more important than a Minnesota Vikings preseason game where you see their first squad come out for maybe, a, what, one or two drives? You would think so. And honestly, I, I wonder, I wish, you know, I we can speculate, but I mean, I think there'll be a lot of, people in this market that would turn the Vikings game on, but how long are the, how many of those people are going to turn it off after 10 minutes or quarter? Oh. Whereas you got a game that you might be able to draw in more viewers. I don't right. know. I might, I might turn on. Let's, make, let's make no mistake. Yeah. I'm just, let's not make, let's make no mistake. The, the loons have yet to overtake. This is still, you know, come fall. This is still a Vikings town. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah. Let's, let's just say, let's put it how it is. It, you know, the viewers for your average Vikings game is significantly higher than it is for a Loons game at this moment. And that's just the way it is. But uh, it is still funny just because it's a preseason game. Right. Well, I'm going to turn, I'm going to tune in for the first 10 minutes, see Kirk Cousins in the hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. He's got to follow yeah. protocol. So yeah, follow yeah. protocol. He might, maybe the other team should dress up as syringes. Yeah. They probably should. Yeah. They should do that. Um, before we before we take a break guys i want to send you i'm gonna send you guys a picture right now i have an audience today send you guys a picture i have an audience nobody on this podcast can or anybody else can see this but i have an audience right now uh it's my it's my dog he's watching me as i go as i do this podcast he's looking directly right at me so it's kind of weird you know he hasn't laughed at any of my jokes you know it's it's kind of weird but uh yeah he seems a little bored yeah, he is a lot hard, actually. Yeah, All right, we, better, better, we better step it up a little bit here. We're yeah. starting to drag. Let's well, go. He, he did watch the game with me last night, which was fun because he enjoys it. Um, but you can always tell when I'm mad because he will turn his back to me when I'm mad about the game and will not watch the game with me anymore. He'll be like, oh, daddy's pissed <laughs> off. So he, seriously, he does that. It's, it's no joke. It's no joke. He wow. totally does that. Uh, he can tell when I'm pissed off about it. So 
Uh, when we come back, guys, we have a new signing to talk about. We have uh, the uh, end of the story for a Loons uh, player who's, who is great uh, for Loon, one of the best players the Loons have had. Uh, we have some history and uh, maybe a funny story. So we're back in uh, just about a minute. And welcome back, everybody. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of this episode uh, that this episode is number 100 in the Lunacy Yay. Podcast. Thing. Yes. Yes. Um, awesome. Been 100 episodes. Um, Seems like just yesterday we were recording our fourth and fifth and sixth. You know. Yeah, we hmm. did. Uh, we did number fifty at uh, Alloy. Uh, that I seems like that, a uh, seems like a long time ago. The funny thing it is, does. we started doing this podcast. It was every two weeks, hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden, when the pandemic hit, we're doing Zoom casts. We decided to go weekly because we could do Zoom casts, and so now we've jumped our episodes up a notch uh, to get to one hundred, <laughs> which is crazy bless you um but uh yeah 100 episodes holy shit you know um i don't think that me and david when we started this we'd make a pass like episode number five uh but uh we kind of you know keep went on forward trucking, man. keep on trucking you know uh i again i'm sad that david is no longer with us to do his thing on this podcast um he is he, he's he's doing his own thing uh but um yeah here we are we again it's i hate to say it because you know podcasts are podcasts right and when you don't have fun doing it anymore you kind of just stop doing it i think a lot of podcasts fall into that whole thing they're like they're not fun i still have a good time doing it even though we're not going to breweries really anymore because well covid yeah. weekly shit um uh probably days in freaking china so yeah and yeah. i you know yeah i i think you know just yeah i mean i we're not gonna we're not saying we're not going back to breweries i think it's something mm-hmm. that we should uh especially you know now that it's the three of us here you know, I think it's something we need to try going forward. Obviously, I'm not around for we'll the next get, month. We'll get so, back there. But we'll we'll we will. Back but soon, I yeah. just let, you know, let's credit. This is one of the things that we uh, discovered that uh, we really hadn't even thought about it pre-pandemic was doing, you know, Zoomcast. And let's let's yeah. face it, you know, the three of us or the four of us or three of us, whoever's on the pod, you know, it's hard to bring even two schedules together, let alone three schedules, you know, yeah. all agree on a, on a two, three hour block of time where we can all be in one place at the same time. And, and the Zoom just makes life a lot easier. And I think uh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm really happy about that. It's great that we have this, uh, you know, platform and this way to do this. So it's great. Well, yeah, we can we can we can do Zooms from China. Yeah, and we can still we can still support our local breweries by going out to our either local you know, breweries to pick up crawlers or go to the mm-hmm. liquor store to and check out distribution of said breweries. So yeah, yep. it just leaves the door wide open. And we are the, technically, I think we're the only local loons podcast, uh, being able to do a podcast from China. So, uh, yeah. as yeah. far as I know, so yeah, get your head is... together pot on you loons. Yeah. Pot yeah. on you loons, uh, dummy run, all you guys feel free yeah. to send somebody to China if you want to, because we've, oh. we've done that. Yeah, speaking of China, and you guys asked me the question, I think uh, um, our first pod since I got here, uh, now almost a month, several weeks ago anyways, uh, I have seen uh, Chinese soccer, by the way, on TV. Oh, 
There right. you go. Um, Very cool. I've right. seen, uh, yeah, I've seen both local like club level soccer. Um, you know, I haven't watched the entire match, but I mean, I've, I've seen it on TV flipping through the channels and also of course the Olympics, uh, just closing ceremonies, right. just wrapping up here. Right. I did. I was looking at the schedule. Um, and obviously last week I, um, was able to flip on and watch uh, some of the Chinese women's national team play uh, a game where they won, but I think it was Zambia, Zambia, from incorrect it doesn't matter but yeah so mm -hmm. to answer your question from a few weeks ago i have been able to watch some mm. soccer on tv here nice well again we're global uh we're, we're listening yep. to all over the world yep. um, now, yeah i think i was in it is it pot on your wounds or somebody has a uh don't they have an they have they, a guy who's in england yeah okay he lives, we, in, we, I, we, he lives in england yeah I'm pretty sure the guy. Oh wow, he lives in England. Well, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, I think it's oh, okay. James. I think it's James. James, James not, Hargrove, not I believe. Yeah, James Hargrove. Yeah. I believe he lives in England. I I believe so. Yeah, I follow him on uh, Twitter. Um, but yeah, uh, Pot on You Loons uh, put out the Dave. By the way, they put out the thing yesterday, and you never That's responded right. to that. Oh, yeah. have you guys already responded? I can do that. Oh yeah, we yeah, already responded. We already responded. Should, yeah. I, well, should, I, should I? You reply? should. Just, you reply to their Twitter and say, this is Dave. I'm sorry I'm late because I'm in China. Um, but, okay. uh, yeah, they put out the whole thing. I think it was last year of um, who your EPL teams are. Right. Um, and uh, not being a big EPL guy, I just kind of off the cuff did my things. Connor, you know more about EPL than I do. And yeah. Dave probably does too. But um, yeah. Your Juventus yeah. reply was very, very confusing to me, Tony. I, yeah. Your favorite EPL team, Juventus. Okay. Well, they're my favorite team. They are fit. You're fit. What's, what's, what's wrong with that? I don't like well, any. No, they're EPL not EPL teams. though. I don't like any EPL teams. I know. All right, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just this time. I actually get, yeah, this, I... Year, this year. I actually get to say Brentford because they actually are an NAF, an EPL team. Well, so, cheers to you. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I you know I feel I I did this last year. Um, with, with David Sterling, I, I I replied and and did my predictions and whatnot, and I think I overwhelmingly picked. Uh, Liverpool to win obviously they didn't um but mm -hmm. uh, I think this year it should be I think it'll be a little more interesting my team is Everton kind of by default that is the I that is the only um I only match that I was able to see in person I you know went to an Everton match in Liverpool mm -hmm. uh, oh so you ooh, got to go see uh, right. Goodison Park then very cool I was at Goodison Park yeah and I mean yeah. I was a, before the pregame I was able to walk around and and go up to uh Liverpool or Liverpool and check out uh their digs as well because the stadiums are less than a mile apart it's kind of it's really cool and, and oh wow well, they're that close i didn't know oh that, yeah actually. it wow. basically just a park you walk through a park and it separates the two stadiums it's it's an amazingly short walk so i checked out anfield and then went to the game at goodison park and that was back in the day and so the reason i consider myself a pseudo everton fan if i'm gonna latch onto a team is because of that reason is it, i got to go to a match they played chelsea david's cool. club and then during that time uh, both Landon Donovan and Tim Howard were playing for uh, Everton. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, of course, Tim Howard played for Everton for many years um, there in in the mid mid to late 2000s uh, and mm -hmm. into, obviously, I think I was there 2011, 2012 in that area. But And then at the time, uh, Donovan was on loan to Everton. So I got to see right. both in the starting, starting 11. So that was kind of a thrill for me. Yeah, that's so funny, Dave. the The first EPL match I ever saw was also a, a, an Everton Chelsea match, uh, but I saw them at uh, at Stamford Bridge uh, back in uh, two thousand two, I think. Mm. And uh, so this was before Roman Abramovich bought uh, Chelsea, 
So they're not, they didn't have all those stars yet, but they were still a fairly good uh, English team back then. 2002? Uh, 2002? 2002 or 2000? Were, like, yeah. were you like five? <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, uh, how old much. was I? I was uh, 2000. No, I think it was 2001, actually. I was 12. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus, I'm old. My dad brought me over and uh, yeah. we, uh, we saw Chelsea play against Everton and we, uh, uh, I saw Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Frank Lampard and Edgar Janssen. And uh, uh, I don't think John Terry was playing for them yet, actually. Yeah. John Terry hadn't gone pro yet. So it's on the, uh, you know, it's on the bucket list, guys. Uh, a Serie A uh, game and probably an EPL game at some point or a game in. Somewhere in England, uh, I do have uh, I do have my uh, wife's best friend lives in London. So, oh, there you go. Hopefully, at some point, we'll go over there and see her, and hopefully, get an EPL game in, uh, which would be fun. So, let's talk, guys, about two moves the uh, that the Loons made this week. Uh, Abila was another move that was a big one, but two moves the guys made this week. One signing and one leaving let's talk about the signing first uh joseph uh yosef rosales uh he's a 20 year old uh from honduras and um signed him up and the first thing i want to say guys is he looks like another swiss army knife for heath to put in this line to put on his bench or put in his lineup um, which isn't surprising because now his Swiss Army knife that he loved for the last couple of years uh, has been moved into a starting role in the midfield. Um, so this signing actually makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it's yeah. Like you say, Tony um, Dotson has moved into as a, the defensive midfield role where uh, you've seen him team up with trap very, very well. Uh, he's they've become the, what kind of uh, uh, what kind of Ozzy and Jan were a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, so to see Rosales come in and uh, see how many positions he actually plays is really uh, it, it's it gives you hope I think because uh, you you see him play midfield, you see him play on the wing, you see him play uh, in pure defense. You've seen him um, just. I think pretty much any position except for striker, basically, I, I want to yep. say. And yep. uh, so you see it's, uh, and he's, he's done some pretty, he's, he's played with some pretty, uh, some, some pretty good uh, soccer as well, because I believe he was on the Olympic, uh, the Olympic team, um, yep. the Olympic qualifying team this year for he's on uh, the, Honduras. Yeah. He's on the U and, he's actually on the U 23s. Right. Um, which yeah, is, so he, yeah, Tony, sorry. I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, this, I, I, you know, I watched some of these games. I didn't notice him specifically, but it's interesting to hear Adrian Heath's comments about him, you know, is that, and I don't know how long they've had him on his radar or not, but the way it makes it sound is, you know, they, they, he became on their radar. At least that's what he's saying uh, during those Olympic qualifiers where he played, you know, on a Honduras side, U23 Olympic squad that was playing against Sonny Dotson basically, you know, and his comments made it, you know, made it sound like he held his own against say a, a player like Dotson. Yes. And uh, right. he, he, which is great. And he goes on to say, 
you know, in his, his brief comments about, about the signing and about the player is that uh, he, he loves his versatility. Like you guys were mm -hmm. saying, he has a lot of that. And then he, he specifically mentioned uh, in his comments, he's even played left back. It's interesting that, yeah. you know, he singled that position out, you know, where, where he has apparently played and, and could play. And so maybe, mm -hmm. maybe just one of these things is, you know, looking at the timing of it with, with Gasper's recent injury is, and maybe they're looking for some depth at that particular spot yeah you know time will tell to see how he slots in and where he plays but uh i think it's, the key is the versatility and i should mention it's an 18 month loan so. yeah it's, it's a loan uh, it's it's crazy um i look at dotson as uh, like i said the swiss army knife of this team and i don't think we i don't think we talk about this enough in mls soccer having a guy who can play multiple positions uh on the pitch um they're if you go to a, a, a league like ML, MLB, like baseball, right? Guys who can play multiple positions are like a godsend for teams, okay? Like a Ben Zobrist or uh, uh, I can't think of anybody else, but Ben Zobrist is a big one that comes up. Um, so having a guy like Dotson is great, but then when you put him in a starting lineup, you got to find somebody else to kind of take his role. And I'm hoping Rosales can be that guy for Adrian Heath. And we'll see how that turns out. I mean, he's only 20. Um, he's on loan. So I like, I, 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 I love this signing, actually. I, I love it. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, he's, he's a young guy. And I mean, but uh, 20, you know, he's just, you know, looking through his bio. I mean, he is young, very young. So you, you might think of it as a project, but not necessarily. Like you said, he, we said he played in the, he played on for the Honduras Olympic qualifying squad and Olympic squad. And uh, he also then played 37 games uh, when he was playing for his club, uh, CA Independiente uh, in the Panama Panama Premier League, and and actually did mention that he played. Uh, he he has five appearances in the uh, Concacaf Champions League. So he does. You know, yep. He's young, but he he's been played. He's playing, and he's getting playing. He's a regular player. It sounds like you know at least going back over the last few years. So, so let's go from a young guy to an older guy. Um, it came out this week that the the uh, team has finally bought out uh, Ike Opara's contract. Right. Um, which I guess I'm a little bit pissed off about because they could have done this a long time ago. Right. Um, I know there was some mm -hmm. back and forth between Ike's uh, people and the loons, but the fact of the matter is um, I think that Ike sold Heath on the fact that he would come back this year and Heath I know Heath loves Ikapara. I, I know that. I, who wouldn't love Ikapara? I love Ikapara. But you guys probably love Ikapara. But soccer is a business. Um, you have to, you know, put your love of a player aside when it comes to these type of things. And I think what happened was Heath had a little bit in the back of his mind saying, I think I can come back. And that just kind of made him kind of extend this out through the first half of the season. And finally he decided, you know, Ike's not coming back. So let's buy him out. Um, which great, but they could have done this earlier and saved some money on it. Right. You know, um, yeah. it's, it is frustrating. Uh, especially, uh, 
to happen with Ike, who is such a who was such a great player for the Loons and came in uh, when the Loons needed him most. Um, of course, uh, we all know that um, that uh, Ike's situation was uh, concussion related, um, yeah. so that's some, that's something to be taken seriously. And a player of Ike's caliber uh, should not be let go too easily. So I understand wanting to hang on to him, um, but now it's been eighteen months. Uh, yep. it's been, it's been over a year and a half, as a matter of fact, um, there should have been some kind of, uh, a full stop, uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand them. I, I can understand if it may be at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, cause people have been out for seasons before. That's how we got uh, Kevin Molino back from injury and Ethan Finley. Um, then, but then uh, to on top of that to have so little details uh shall we say um communicated back and forth between minnesota and ike is also very frustrating um if ike thinks he, if I, ike thought he could have come back then uh i mean i you, you love to you love to hear it but it's it's just there, there must there should have been some point there should have been some point where Minnesota was like you know what we we have to move on now but I understand that guy I mean a guy like Ike he's pushing to come back I get that right but at some I, I point but at some point as a team as a coach as a GM as a front office you have to say okay Ike we love you but you're not coming back for this team right it's just the way it's going to be right I, I mean, agree. You know, and they couldn't come to that agreement. They tried. I know they mm-hmm. tried, yeah. but they couldn't come to that agreement. And I think what happened was the original try for the team didn't hit what Ike's team wanted in terms of money. And then they got to a point now where you're halfway in the season, you're going, uh, we just got to cut the cord at this point. Yeah. We, we just got to do it. Um, Ike and Ozzy were the two guys who came in on this team, the squad a couple of years ago and turn this squad around based. Yeah. And I will always be appreciative of those two guys doing what they did, but you have to let guys like Ike go when, you know, they, 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 just, they just can't play anymore. Right. You know, it, yeah. it's, this isn't an Aussie situation where we know he can't play a full 90 minutes. We're going to keep him on the squad though, because he can come in and, be useful in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game. That's totally fine. I, I get that, you know, yeah. but I can't play at all anymore. He just can't. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I mean, you guys split it right down the middle. I think you're, you're absolutely, you're both right. And it, I, I think the bottom, you know, if we're not talking about a player, Ike's caliber of a veteran of, of, you know, years in this league, you know, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And I think there was just, I think that's the reason just because he's been too, too important in this, not only for, you know, Minnesota United in the last couple of years, you know, starting with, you know, defensive player of the year here right. and everything he did from can- in sporting Kansas city, just a senior, senior veteran. Um, and I think they're just a little bit, I, I think that's all there is to it. It's frustrating yeah. for everybody involved because I mean, but you know, you're you're right, Tony. There is a business aspect of it, and then you know, Connor, like you said, he's he's a senior veteran, so it's, it's totally a tough yeah. One. I, I think it had been, what it, if it had been any other center back, I don't think any team would have waited this long. 
uh, for Ike. And for to tell you the truth, for Ike, they shouldn't have either. But um, since Ike is so talented, that's and th- knowing the potential that he could bring back to this team, uh, if he wasn't, and knowing also knowing that if he was at full, sh- if he was at full strength, man- managing to come back to this team, that he probably still would start over with Boxy, probably over to Bossy. Um, that uh, it's it's just a hard decision to make uh, at the time. But then again, you know, like I said before, there has to be a point where you say, hey, um, and Tony, you said it too, but hey, there has to be a full stop. There there has to be a point where say, hey, uh, we you gotta either come back next season or we're gonna we're, we gotta we gotta boot you. Sorry. And and I the, the son in Debasi was kind of the um, kind of there's. I think there was an insurance policy for them. And when they signed DeBossi, I mean, I thought, hey, great. They signed DeBossi. He can play the left, though. So he can play for Gasper. Right. That'd be a great back line. But this was um, at a time when Gasper wasn't playing so well either. But on the flip side, he can also play in the middle. And now DeBossi comes in and, hey, DeBossi's been great in the middle. I mean, I mean, great. He's been great with Boxy. It's been, it's been awesome. Right. They really haven't lost a step. So, um so yeah it, it's it's sad but it needed to be done well we do wish i like all the best that's for yeah. sure in his future endeavors and uh um we hope uh we hope everything works out for him and uh that he can he can uh, work out his his issues uh with concussions and and all of all of that so yep. good luck in your retirement ike Let's uh, move on to some fun stuff. Uh, Connor, you got some uh, history for this week? I do indeed have some in, uh, have some history. Um, today is August 8th, so I'm going to go back. I believe the last date that we did was August 1st, so I'm going to start at August 2nd, and we're going to go, we're going to start with uh, in the year 2014, when United won at home 2-1 against the Ottawa Fury. Nice. That's another one. Are they uh they still around the Fury? Do anybody know? I believe they are. Um, I I'm not sure if they're in the, they're in the NASL though because I don't think the NASL is a thing anymore. Is it? Um, oh, I don't know. The uh, what is it? The Iowa or Omaha? Ottawa. Ottawa. Ottawa Fury. Ottawa. Ottawa Fury. Fury. Um, Oh nope! The Ottawa Fury dissolved in on November eighth, twenty nineteen. Ooh, they're gone. They're gone. Yikes! It looks like that sucks. Yikes. Son of a beast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, moving on to August third, and we're gonna go to two thousand sixteen, when United draw at home one one against Puerto Rico FC. There you go. Yeah, it's not the Islanders this time. It's Puerto Rico nope, FC. Just FC now. Yep. Yeah. They're going, they're going with everybody else in the United States, yeah. FC. Another trend there. That's kind of cool. Yeah, why not? Um, here's, here's a new one, guys, though. Uh, I, think, I think this is a new team name. Uh, August 4th, 1978, when the Kicks win at home 2-0 against the Colorado Caribous. What hmm. what, what, what just Colorado Caribous? The Caribous, as in Caribou Coffee. Car- Caribous. Wow. All right. Well, I, they probably have Caribous in Colorado. I probably. Think. I don't know. It's a big state. You never know. Big state. It's yeah. Weird. You get a lot of snow up there. It's probably moose and all the and all the wintry reindeers and things, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right? 
Okay. Uh, so we're going to go forward to, uh, which one should we do here? We're going to do, uh, we'll, we'll do a happy one. Um, August 5th, 1981. August 5th is not a kind uh, day in, in Minnesota soccer history, Ooh, by the way. We only really? have one win. Um, in 1981, when the kicks win 2-1 against the New York Cosmos. Oh, the Cosmos. Was uh, What's the name playing for the team yet? Or Pele, Was Pele um, on the, with the team? I bet she uh, was. In 1981. I bet she was on the team. Let's take a look here. Uh, in 1981, no, he was not. Oh, um, shit. He only played for the Cosmos from uh, 75 to 77. Oh, boo. Uh, impressive numbers, though. Appearance, uh, 64 appearances, 37 goals. Yeah, no so shit. So one goal every uh, – more than one goal every two games. That's like when Pele played in those leagues, man. It was like uh, – how would I put it? It'd be like a major league baseball player played in like single A. I mean, seriously. Well, it, was, it, well it, like, it would be like it would be like Messi coming over here to play right now, you know. I, in MLS, no, that is. And, I, and, I don't know. About you know, that. no. I mean, you're talking about no. one of the greatest I, players to ever play the game, and no. Messi, not the greatest. I would think have, it's it's more like Messi well, playing in the second the division. Yeah, you have okay. to realize that MLS now, Dave, is a little bit different than what True. Soccer was in the United States back in the seventies. I mean, oh, yeah, good point. Very good. Yeah, point. let's not go that far. Yeah. Okay. No. All right, I'm done. You're right. Yeah. Watch. <laughs> why don't you have another uh, Chinese beer, Dave? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, moving forward to August sixth. This is a historic day for me, guys. Um, it is a historic day. Not a good day, but a historic day. Um, August 6th, 2016, uh, that was the first United game I ever saw as a season ticket holder. Um, when United when United played against Miami FC at Blaine, Ooh, and yeah. they lost 4-0. Yikes, 4-0. Not, not a good opening uh, experience there. And then, of course, uh, then, of course, you had the MLS openers. I, I was watching those. And um, so, yeah, not, not so great there. I still um, miss those. I still miss those Blaine days of sitting behind the uh, opposing goalie and yelling at him in yeah. his own language. That was always fun. <laughs> I'd look it up on my phone and be like, "Hey, I, I know the word for uh, motherfucker in uh, yeah. you know in this in his language." So I'm going to tell him that the whole time. <laughs> uh, August seventh. Uh, Only one game has been played in Minnesota uh, soccer history on August seventh. And that's the opening year, um, 1976, when the Kicks played at the Tampa Bay Rowdies and lost 2-1. Oh. So, probably the one game. That was 76? That was 76, yeah. Probably a bicentennial hangover, because I'm sure the whole country was on a bicentennial hangover for like two months after July 4th. Possible. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, today, August 8th, we're going to go back to 1979 when the Kicks win 5-3 over the Detroit Express. The Express. I think I've done that one before. Yeah, you have. But uh, let's talk about Detroit. Really, the Express is the best you can do. You got, like, how many car companies in Detroit? You can't find a car company name or something like that? Like I would have done, like, the Detroit Motors or something. The Motors or the – engines or the uh oh. catalytic Detroit, yeah. catalytic converters i don't know 
No, I'm just the, the, the Detroit windshield. The Detroit trunks. Yeah. There you go. How about that? <laughs> yeah, up. there's your history for the day, boys. Awesome. Giddy up. Well, before we get out of here, guys, I do have one funny story to talk about. A very short funny story. Yes. And this comes out of this comes out of Florida. Because Florida is one of those places where crazy weird stories comes out of like every day. Um and uh, to go back to my talk about uh, Boardwalk Empire, uh, we have a Florida woman accused of skinny dipping in a stranger's pool. And uh, oh. accused. accused. Yep, accused. Heather A. Kennedy, 42, is facing charges of trespass and structure or conveyance and resisting an officer without violence. Can I just go back really quick? Uh, Dave, Dave, your, your mouth like gaped open for like 10 seconds when you said skinny dip, when they said skinny dipping there. That was, yeah. that might was have been funny a, as yeah. hell. Yeah, that might have been just a random yawn. I think. I don't oh, maybe. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it was yawning. It could be. It could be subconscious. Either way, but <laughs> I'm still waking Connor, up. I've only been up for a Connor, couple hours. I'm a yeah. slow riser. I'm. I'm not a morning person. Connor, he's been locked away for a long time. So <laughs> that's fair enough. Can't that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm only in my second cup of coffee. The homeowner told deputies he returned home and noticed a naked stranger in his pool. After spotting clothing scattered across the uh, the lawn, deputies said when they arrived at the Cambridge Drive home, Kennedy was hostile towards officers and told them to leave her alone. According to records, uh, deputies asked her to get dressed and to get out of the pool several times. Once Kennedy was dressed, she attempted to resist arrest. She told the officer she was not going anywhere. So it wasn't uh, just an accusation then. They actually caught no. her while she was skinny dipping. Yeah. Yeah, and she okay. said she would not tell the deputies her name. She was later identified through jail booking photos. So my question, guys, is you're skinny dipping in somebody else's pool. Are you, you got to be either really drunk or really high on drugs of some sort. Mm -hmm. And you're 42. So this is, uh, I mean, this isn't like uh, some 21-year-old going through the neighborhoods and uh, after the bar closes and... Uh, you know, just oh, being the irresponsible college yeah. student. That this is uh, this is this is a little bit older, you know. And what would you guys do I mean, if you had a pool in your backyard and you saw this this lady escaping in your pool? Would you would you call the cops or would you just say, "Oh, it's okay," mm. you know? I don't yeah, know. I, I, I think I, you, I don't. I don't think you'd have much of a choice because you just yeah. don't know what's going on. Uh, what? Yeah, because you don't know this person. But she's the only one back there, guys. I mean, your whole house is locked down. She's skinny dipping in the pool. I mean, wouldn't you just kind of enjoy the show? And just mm. like, okay. For well, a couple I'm married, maybe, so I'm married, so my wife uh, probably have a little problem with that. Under Connor, understandable. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. But she is in your pool. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. now if it's a I dude, mean, it wouldn't be my fault, but like, yeah, yeah. It's, if it's a dude though i'd be like i'll call the cops like right now be like get get that shit out of here yeah but well then i mean in that case my wife might want to watch that's the thing well like, yeah you yeah you, you have to give her the option first Connor. You, yeah. you have to you have to like you have to say hey you know would you should i call the cops yet or do you yeah. want to or do you want like a five five minute head start or yeah, something five like five minutes maybe you know well lock the door go ahead yeah. um but uh yeah it, it's just Again, it's one of those things where I don't know if I would call the cops right away. I might. Just, I might. I, I might know. just. I might just leave it alone. Mm. 
Now, if she had a bunch of people there and they were partying in my back, yes, but mm, naked woman yeah. in my pool, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's as, as I, maybe like I might be convinced if she wasn't like posing any danger or anything. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, she's naked. She obviously has no weapons on her or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Let her be. Let her be. Yeah. Let her be. We're already this Have her fun. It's Florida. It's crazy. This society's already nuts enough. We'll just let her be. Yeah. Now, Dave, on the other hand, he's a single guy. He'd be like in that pool in like five minutes. He'd be like, hey. Hey, want you want some trade? company? Want some company there? <laughs> I, I, let's not. No, let's not jump to conclusions too fast. Oh, I will, well, Dave, Dave, prove us on. wrong though. Come prove on, Dave. Wrong. Come on, Dave. Yeah, we'll see. You'd be out there in like <laughs> you'd be out there in a couple minutes. You'd be like, hey, what's going on? You bring a couple beers, maybe some wine coolers. I don't know. You'd bring those out there. It'd be fantastic for you. Be great, but uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. It's only in Florida, guys. Only in Florida. You never hear that. You never hear that stuff happen in Minnesota. Hmm. You know? No. And you ever see news reports? That's because it's impossible to swim when it's uh, when six months out of the year. Well, you are correct, Connor. You are correct. Um, So, guys, one hundred episodes. It's been fun. Damn. Um, But uh, you know, I think this is the last episode we're gonna do. 100 is a good number to stop at. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding. No. <laughs> kidding. Like, um, wait, we didn't talk about this. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, before we get out of here, guys, I do want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Tony, and for Dave and Connor. We will uh, talk to you guys in about a week. After the Galaxy game. Giddy up. Mm-hmm.